What's up? What's happening? You are listening to the Midnight Podcast with Mikella Mean, and we are too high to go hell. Hey, hey, and now it's just begun, and it's only for Kidogo. Kidogo means smoke, it's only for a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wagwa, my people. What are you saying? What are you telling me? Where you at? How you living? Big up, Simba Boy, new crime. Big up everyone tuned in right now. It's your brother from another motherland. Mikelamine, doing this damn thing. Sister LDN, I see you beat. See you shining. Love hearts to you too, queen. We out here in these out terrible streets. Um, guys, man, I'm feeling hyped today. I just took a break from a studio session this morning. Just to come back on my live, you know, and uh, just vibe with you lot this morning, man. Uh, man, I'm feeling good, feeling hype, um, feeling grateful for my life, for the new day, for the challenges um, that are here in my life. Because it's turning me into a beast of a human being. One thing I love about challenges that I always have to remind myself is on the other side of the challenges is an actual accomplished person. On the other side of champ of challenges is now, you know, a, a new, you know, a new layer of mastery that you've got, you know. And so that's why I always look at challenges with, you know, with a hopeful face. You know, even when things get me down or things, you know, overwhelm me and stuff like that, I look at it with a hopeful face, man. We we live in Kumasi, Ghana right now. Yeah, Sister LDN is in Kumasi, Ghana. Where else people tuning in from right now? I'm in Kenya and I'm I'm plugging into people in Kumasi. Yo, big up Kumasi, straight out of Nairobi. Yes, uh, my brother, I've been bumping into your song. It's not that deep. Hey, Omra PG, my girl, put me on you. Hey, that's cool, man. Thank you so much, man. And again, look, I enjoy making that that, that kind of music. I enjoy making music. I enjoy waking up and just doing things that I know are gonna impact people's lives, that are gonna make people think, that are gonna, you know, change and help people's perspectives grow. You know, that's another reason why, like, I moved. And I'm out here in Africa because I know that being in Africa, knowing that a lot of people from London look at me and watch what I do, I know that me being here is going to help people get a window into Africa, an African lifestyle, a daily Africa that not that not many people are able to give. Does that make sense? You're going to get an honest perspective from someone who was born and raised in Babylon, right? You are going to get an honest perspective for me and daily lives because I realized that us in the African diaspora we talk a lot about wanting to live and you know hopefully one day you know we romanticize on Africa a bit too much like it's good to romanticize or idealize and you know but not to the point where you don't move does that make sense not to the point where you don't ex- it's so far in your imagination that you don't execute it and so one of the reasons I'm here and I do the things that I do is so that I can give people a real-time window into living in Africa man because you know I you know we have this slogan 
I run a company called Village Link Up and it's all about helping the diaspora, people within us in and around Africa reconnect to the motherland on all levels, you know, from a place of leisure, entertainment, business, culture, history, spirituality, uh, you know, all of those things. My business, Village Link Up, um, that's what I created it for. Um, and we're also bringing, and we're going to be bringing people here to Kenya in December for a seven-day experience. Uh, we did it for the last two years, and it's been phenomenal, man. And so that's what it's about, man. I do things that are really going to. First and foremost, I do things that I'm passionate about, and then I find a way to make sense of them in terms of monetary uh, value. Does that make sense? You know. So I want to give people a real window into the motherland so we can stop the Africa wanking. We can truly give back to our motherland. We can truly uh, create in our motherland, connect in our motherland, connect with people in our motherland because we all need each other. All of us need each other. Africans who live in Africa need us, need us um, in the West and us in, and us in the West. We need um, our brothers and sisters in the motherland. We need each other. Together we are powerful. Ubuntu, Pamoja, all of that stuff. Together we are powerful. You know, together we we are we make up a strong majority of this world. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Uh, so that's why I do what I do, man. I'm one of those people that I charge towards my dreams. I take huge risks. Um, I take huge risks in the direction of the things that I want to create, you know. And I realized from early that um, the more difficult situation you put yourself in is the more will you will have to get out of that situation. Does that make sense? So if you make, if you throw yourselves at your dreams and put yourselves in an uncomfortable position in relation to your dreams, then getting out of that uncomfortability will automatically mean you are living your dreams. Does that make sense? Yeah, you got to kind of trick, when you understand human nature, you got to kind of trick yourself. Yes, and so one of the reasons why I just threw myself into the motherland is because and where I don't have no family here, I don't have no, you know, connections here, is because that means I was forced to make connections, I was forced to find a way to make money for myself, I was forced to keep a roof over my head, which means to continue to be creative, I was forced to learn the language so that people don't take advantage of the fact that, you know, I don't know the language, does that make sense? All of those things forced me to get to the place where I actually wanted to be which is to to know Africa you know personally which is to speak another language which is to you know find ways of contributing my energy to this land you know meaning creating things and helping people you know and, and connecting with people all of those things I've been able to do by putting myself in an uncomfortable position that means I had to fight my way to my dreams does that make sense you know um, many of you may have heard me say this before if you've been watching me say on my thing um, in relation to your dreams you have to raise the stakes when it comes to your dreams you have to raise the stakes or you're not going to go for it do you know what big up Joe Soul Butterfly because for the last 
three lives, you've been the only person writing the mantra in 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 the box here. And again, every time you write it, Joe, it's perfect timing because I'm talking about the responsibility we have to our dreams and the best way to fulfill your dreams, right? The mantra of my lives, guys, is heaven is my right and heaven is my responsibility. You got it backwards there, Joe. Don't worry, I, I, I'll allow you. Man will allow you, innit? But heaven is my right and heaven is my responsibility. So we are saying that as we acknowledge that every human being needs heaven, every human being wants to acquire and live in heaven, we are saying that it is our responsibility to create that which we wish to live in. And so in relation to your dreams, family, in order to make your dreams something that you run towards, Every day you have to raise the stakes on your dreams Meaning put yourself in a position where if you are not living your dreams If you are not going after what you say you desire for your life It means you are absolutely in an extremely uncomfortable position Similarly to the way you go to work every day For example, you go to work, a lot of you Not because you like it, not because you love it Hopefully you do, but for most people Not because you like it or love it But because if you don't go to work You won't have a roof over your head If you don't go to work You won't be able to participate in the social activities that you do enjoy If you don't go to work You won't be able to have money to sustain yourself Therefore the, the stakes are too high for you not to go to work. All I'm saying is if you make your dream your lifestyle, then the stakes for not doing your dream become too high to let go. That is a good way of tricking your being into working for yourself into not giving up does that make sense meaning there is no plan b there is no fallback there is no mattress on which you can fall on called a nine to five yes and there's nothing wrong with a nine to five because some people may find a nine to five that fits in with their vision but you have to know your vision to understand what fits in it and what does not you feel what i'm saying so that's what I'm talking about here, family. Uh, I myself am trying to raise the stakes on um, what I'm doing, and I feel like I could be doing more. And that's one of the frustrating things about my life is that I feel like I can just be doing more. I feel like there's more I can do, more I can give. And, um, you know, I feel like, uh, yeah, maybe I should ask people, like, what what um, they could what what they could um, take from the things that I'm doing what more what things can I offer people that could be of value between what I'm doing so just to give you an overview I am an artist first and foremost I'm a creative I make music um, and I'm a world changer I call myself a world changer because I believe everything that I do is with that in mind I wish to create heaven on earth that is why i have the mantra heaven is my right and heaven is my responsibility so i use all my creative endeavors to push that you know i also want to see people free and live a truest version of themselves particularly the people who have been acting other than themselves for centuries which is my african people for too long we have been acting like everyone but ourselves 
You find African people that call themselves Irish before they call themselves African, call themselves British before they call themselves African, call themselves all kind of things, Italian, French, all kind of things before they call themselves African. You have African people that take on the ways of Latinos, if there is such a thing. Take on the ways of white people. You know, we love we love a white people. We love a European activity. Um, you know, taking on the ways of Indian and Asian culture. You know, many of us are into yoga and practices of the East. You know, into Taoism. And it's not that any of these things are bad. Don't get me wrong. Where the shoe fits, wear it. But I'm not saying it's bad, I'm saying now we must go into such a self-love of our own being that we are able to cultivate what 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 life looks like from an African perspective, yes? When an African goes and learns Kung Fu, you are not only learning the physical, uh, I guess, um, practices of somewhere like Japan, but you are learning the culture and the spiritual wisdom that is behind something like Kung Fu, yes? And that's why even when you learn Kung Fu, you have to learn the words that are there in Japanese, because they're not watering their shit down for you, it's Kung Fu. And if you're going to be involved in Kung Fu, or Jiu-Jitsu, yes, or all kind of, you know, it, uh, uh, you know, all these different kind of um, practices, you are now taking on the cultural and spiritual wisdom of that thing that you're practicing. Does that make sense? I.e. even in yoga. Yoga is not an English word. Yoga is a Sanskrit word that's coming from, uh, I think, the East, in, a- in Asia, right? And again, when you take on yoga and you say things like namaste, yes, these things are not bad. I want you to understand, these things are not bad. They're great. They're actually amazing. And they are things that have changed people's lives, right? And when you say things like yoga, namaste, these are Sanskrit words. And as you take on the understanding of yoga, you are taking on the spiritual wisdom and the cultural wisdom of those in that particular place. All I am saying that there is the same things exist in an African context. Africans have their own mind. Africans have their own spiritual wisdom. And albeit said that all foundations of this world come from that spiritual wisdom. Does that make sense? So I, as a world changer, as someone who believes in love of self, want to see things, martial arts, culinary arts, Uh, music, entertainment, education, scientific practices, aviation, uh, astrology, um, solar biology, whatever, come from an African perspective, meaning where you have to use African words, you have to understand African terminologies and ways of thinking and lifestyle perspectives to really get involved in the practice of what you are looking at and my call to action for every African around the world diaspora 
or native, home or abroad, is to start whatever your dreams are, whatever it is that you wish to create in this world. I don't care what industry you're in, whether you're in fashion, whether you're in tech, whether you're in science, chemical engineering, music, whether you're in photography, whether you're in filmmaking, whether you're in agriculture, I, my call to action and my dream is that Africans start to participate in all of these various industries in their own, as Africans, in their own mind, in their own language, in their own perspective. Does that make sense? Because that way, no one can walk up to you and say, you're doing it wrong. No one can come up to you and say, no, this you don't fit our criteria. No one can come up to you and say, this is the standard. No, because as an African, you set the standard because it is your understanding. Does that make sense? Just like one man sat there and said, hmm, I want to get in touch with my inner being. Hmm. Blah, 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 I'm going to call it yoga. Because that's the language I speak in. And in my language, getting in touch with self is called yoga. Does that make sense? Yes? Just like someone sat there and was like, and he said, and his brethren turned to him and said, hey man, that was some pretty impressive stuff you was doing there with your buddy. What do you call that? He was like, hmm, I call it Kung Fu. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Obviously they weren't speaking in English, but you get what you get my point, right? You, you get what I'm trying to say, yeah? That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of uh, um, that's the kind of seat that we need to sit in as African people in order to be respected amongst the world. Because right now all Africans are doing is creating the black white thing. Yes. We're creating the black white thing. So you want to do African yoga. Why? Yoga is yoga. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah? Or you want to do, you know, make an African burger. And again, I'm not getting like my friends own a, a sick burger chain and I'm not dissing because I eat there like every week. It's dope. It's the best burgers I had in my life. But my point is, all I'm trying to say is, all I'm trying to say is that we need to sit in who and what we are and be proud of it and make stuff for us, by us. We need to get our fubu all the way on. I love how fubu just sounds like an African word. <laughs> sounds like a Bantu word. Fubu. You know what I'm saying? We need to get our fubu on. Get your fubu on. That's going to be my new shit. Get your fubu on, people. Africans need to get your fubu on. Get your fubu on. Is it fubu? You know what I'm saying? Anytime someone tells me they started a business, anytime someone tells me they created something new, if they're an entrepreneur and they're African, I'm going to ask them that question. That's the question you want to ask. Is it fubu? That bit, what, you got some, is it fubu? I want to know. Is your business fubu? Is your invention fubu? Is your music fubu? Your clothes, is it fubu? Huh? Or is it... 
foot boot. <laughs> is it for them, by them? Foot boot. Is it fubu or is it foot boot? I want to know. Because <laughs> right now we're doing more foot boot than fubu. And I don't want to do foot boot. It doesn't even sound comfortable coming out my mouth. I want to do fubu. Make things for us, by us. Yes, that's 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 what I want to see. That's what I want to experience. That is the heaven. If we are out here seeking respect from the nations of the world, if we want to stand amongst the world and be respected, because the way Russians are respected, fam, Chinese are respected, like them or not, they're respected. The white man is a respected man. Absolutely. Yeah? People need to hear the word Ghanaian and be like, whoa. People need to hear, when you say you're Kenyan, they're like, mm, damn, excuse me, I'm in the presence of a Kenyan. People need to hear Nigeria. I think, you know, out of anywhere, let me big up Nigerians here, because out of every African country, Nigerians get the most respect because they don't give a damn who you are, where you're from. As long as you know they're Nigerian, you <laughs> you better respect, yo, you better put some respect on Nigerians' names, bruv, wherever they are. Yo, and Africans on a whole, diaspora or native, home or abroad, need to take a leaf out of uh, those people's books, man, because they don't, yo, they're, just, they're all up in there with their, with their Nigerian, all Nigerian everything. Um... <clears throat> You know, but Nigeria, when you take a peek into their own country, they only just started making their own toothpicks, and and that will only shock you if you know how much Nigerians use toothpicks. You'd be very shocked to know that they only just started making their own toothpicks recently, as opposed to importing them, because that's another thing that we do fast for in the sake for the sake of fast money. We don't manufacture things. We go and do cheap stuff in China and empower Chinese and don't make nothing home. So you can't turn around and say it's African made. Does that make sense? That's another thing. Ownership. Yes? So these are these are some of the things, man, that's on my mind and I'm talking about and that I want to be an encourager of. Because if you are someone who seeks to have power in the world and seeks to be respected as every other race of people and nation is respected, you have to be able to stand on your own too. You have to own, you have to produce, and it has to be of your own. It can't be a copy. Cannot be a copy, man. And you know what? That, that excites me, man. Like, I don't know about you, but Hollywood is dead, man. Hollywood just sounds dead. Like, we've seen it. We know it. What does film look like from an African context? Furthermore, what does a camera... Can you imagine an African, with an African mind, built a camera? What does that camera look like? What's the experience of the camera? Yeah, because the way you see life, if you see life as a white man, you're going to create like a white man. But the moment you see life as an African, well, 
then things become quite interesting. Things become more holistic in how you create. Because Africans by nature are communal. Africans do not look at singular things as separate. They find the interconnectivity of everything. Yes? Um, and I always use M-Pesa as a great example of an African invention. No other person, especially European, could create something like M-Pesa because Europeans only think about themselves. And M-Pesa is an absolute technology that is about communal sharing. It is about, it is about how fast can I get this money to my family and to the people that need it and also receive it when I need it. That is an African invention. Does that make sense? Now, when I look at something like M-Pesa has been around since the early 2000s. This is before Wi-Fi. No? No one's seen how dope that is? So I'm set, in my mind, I'm like, that's one invention that has revolutionized the way a country operates. I'm like, well, what else is there sitting in the back of our minds that is waiting to be invented? What else is sitting there? What else is just waiting? Once we jump back into our, our African selves, what else is waiting to come out of our brains? In all industries, fashion, engineering, aviation, and you know, modern science and technology. Do you get what I'm trying to say? What is waiting in AI? Or NI? Natural intelligence. Why it gotta be artificial? You know, one of my friends who's a he's a scientist, he said, Mikhail, do you realize we can use trees as routers for Wi-Fi? I was like, what? It's an African guy. He was like, yeah, the energy that comes from trees can be harnessed for Wi-Fi. And he's currently thinking of how we can do that. I was like, that is some cold shit. Because when it comes to nature, where what's more powerful in Africa than nature? So if you're in a position where you can use trees and nature to, to you can you can almost cultivate energy that you need to power your your computers, your speakers, or your whatever. That's crazy. Do you see what I'm saying? But only an African would think like that because that's what that's what they're surrounded. That's what they deal with every day. You know. That's what I'm here for, man. That's that's the kind of stuff that I'm here for. That's the kind of stuff that I want to uh, encourage people to do and encourage people to, in, encourage to push. You get me? And you know, I'm doing that in my own ways with the stuff that the stuff that I do, even with my business. I don't want to run my business or anything like with the European. I don't want to do business like a European. I don't want to do business. I want to do my business like an African. I'm trying to say and I'm currently in the stages of figuring out what does that look like you know what does that look like how do you introduce bartering back to business and how does that how can that usurp something like you know fiat currency you know what I'm saying this is my meditations I'm just giving it to you guys I haven't got it all figured out but you know it's there, the thought is there, and I want to extend it, because, uh, yeah, man. If you're not, you don't get, don't it, don't it, don't it, don't it, don't it, don't it. So, yeah.
Where are you at? What do you guys think? You know, how are you doing that in your own life, if at all? If you may not reach that space yet where you're thinking about those things. But you know, when I look at uh, equality in the world, like a lot of us want to be equal, we, we don't realize we're the ones making ourselves not equal. It's like a white person, like trying to rub tanning lotion on their skin and like, you know, put shit in their lips to make it big and then grow locks and shit. Like, you're not going to be equal. If you're trying to be me, you felt on all accounts and you will never be satisfied trying to be me. Does that make sense? You will never be satisfied trying. Your attempt to be black will fail miserably. Just like our attempts to be white always come back to haunt us. And we start crying when they show us how black we are. We're like, but I thought I was white now. I speak English and everything. I have your degrees. I work in your establishment. I permed my hair for you. I even bleached my skin. I wore a lighter shade of foundation. I even rose my cheeks to look like I don't have melanin. I even ate your pasta. You mean to tell me I ain't white yet? <laughs> my girlfriend is from Essex. equal yet no I can do your times tables I know Shakespeare huh? to be or not to be that is the question oh, I've even mastered your lexicon a certain point where you have to say enough is enough and I don't know about y'all but I've reached that point where I've said enough is enough I'm spending every second of every moment of every day of every I don't know how to go deeper into how now I'm talking about of being a black man another thing you keep following these Europeans they trying to turn black men into white women they trying to turn black women into white men and trying to turn black men into white women oh what a world we live in I am going to be here as a black man you're going to hear the bass in my voice you're going to hear the intensity of my spirit. Yes. You're going to get this commitment to my dreams and my vision. And you're going to feel my rhythm in everything I do. I'm not. I'm a black man, an African man. And I stand here as one. That's what I'm committed to.
and I'm decolonizing my tongue. Don't watch, don't watch that soon. Not soon, I mean, I'm getting there already. You know what I'm saying? Soon, I won't be doing lives in English. You have to catch up with me. I'll give you like 12 more months, and there's no more English lives. <laughs> what, 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 what month we in? We're in May. When I, next May, no more English lives. <laughs> You're gonna have to learn Swahili. And it's all Swahili, it's all uphill from there. <laughs> that would be a good challenge. Actually, you know, that's gonna be a challenge to me. I think I feel like by December I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna do a whole live in Swahili. Someone needs to hold me accountable to that. And I know I'm gonna regret saying what I just said, because I know by tomorrow I'll forget it. But by December, by the time I'm bringing people to Kenya for the village link up. I'm gonna do a whole live in Swahili. Look at you just nodding your head. I said it in front of the wrong person. No. Huh? Okay. Kwaeri. Enda salama. Janana badai. Kupwa. Huh? Na beba simu. Kwa nini? Sina simu. Sawa. Okay. So. Out here in these out streets. Yes, we no longer want a seat at their table. We need to build our own round African table. That's it. And you start. You start. Do you know what? Don't even start with the table. Start with your seat. That's where the responsibility lies. Start with your seat. You sh- Listen, the way I'm learning Swahili, I'm using Duolingo, one, and... You can look into learning what African language. There are Swahili teachers in Kenya who are teaching Swahili all around the world. Yeah? Kenyans teaching Swahili from their own perspective. Yeah? Um, yeah, but you can get Swahili teachers as well. That's if you want to learn. And I'm sure Yoruba is the same. What Europeans were teaching? What African languages are European teaching? I'm trying to think. What were they trying to teach? Well, I'll go on, Connor. Look right now. I got hummingbirds outside my window. I feel like I'm in a Disney musical. What do you know about hummingbirds outside your window, fam? I feel like Uncle Remus and shit. So, language. Um, yes. Najaribu sana. I'm trying. So that's what we can do, guys. Whatever you say you want out of life, you have to put your all into it and put yourself in uncomfortable positions that will uh, make you make yourself comfortable. Does that make sense? The idea of the human, the human, uh, the humans are built in such a way that we always look to survive. So as soon as you throw yourself in a position that is uncomfortable and out of your comfort zone, then the immediate thing you do is try to survive. And you, what you want to do is always 
Work in the frame of your dreams. Work in the frame of your best life and survive through that. Does that make sense? Don't cop out into hell. Stay on heaven's path and work to survive and thrive through heaven's path, meaning your dreams. Happiness, health, wealth, love, peace, freedom. Don't jump back into hell for safety. Don't jump back into hell for a full sense of security. Stay on heaven's path and allow heaven to present challenges to you that you are going to overcome. Because it's not only going to put you in a better position financially, but spiritually, holistically, mentally, physically. Anytime you're walking towards your heaven, happiness, health, wealth, love, peace, freedom, then you are constantly in a revolution that actually empowers you, even when dire situations meet you. You following me? All right, me people. So, Elma Seno. Elma Seno. Infinite one to one mindset coaching. I like your bridging, yes? May I coach people on them spiritual health. I like your boy. Holla at me, one-to-one, spiritual health coaching, mindset coaching. I am here to be at your service to help you navigate through those things in your life that are standing in your way of your greater self. Holla at me. Um, Also, Village Link Up this December. We have seven spaces left and we are going hard. Village Link Up in Kenya. Come meet me here for a life-changing experience. Guys, thank you for tuning in, man. Peace in and have a great, great, great day. Much love. Peace. Wagwan family, thank you for tuning in and staying locked to the Midnight Podcast. Too Had To Go Hell is a year-long creative expression in the form of audio podcasts, music, albums, literature, poetry, visuals, all talking on the subject of spiritual health. I believe that spiritual health is one of the most important conversations that we need to have as a generation moving into a new decade. And so I've dedicated all my creative outlets to this conversation. Please, guys, if you'd love to support um, the work that I'm doing and to support me in continuing this conversation, please visit worldchangerlife.com and support me on Patreon or PayPal. Uh, buy the clothing, man, donate money and just share what you feel that you like, man. This is all about sharing energy, man. Either way, man, thank you for tuning in, man. I really appreciate your ears, man. Let's get back to more high programming. Hey!